Our scripture reading for today is James chapter 5. Come now, you who are rich, weep and wail over the misery to come upon you. Your riches have rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and consume your flesh like fire. You have hoarded treasure in the last days. Look, the wages you withheld from the workmen who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous who did not resist you. Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer awaits the precious fruit of the soil, how patient he is for the fall and spring rains. You too be patient and strengthen your hearts because the Lord's coming is near. Do not complain about one another, brothers, so that you will not be judged. Look, the judge is standing at the door. Brothers, as an example of patience in affliction, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. See how blessed we consider those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen the outcome from the Lord. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or earth, or by any other oath. Simply let your yes be yes, and your no, no, so that you will not fall under judgment. Is any one of you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man has great power to prevail. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth yielded its crops. My brothers, if any one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, consider this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. And this is God's word. We live in a free society. Freedom makes it possible to make a living and even become wealthy through innovation, making quality products and or delivering quality service. A business owner usually will employ other people, but he or she must pay them wages that both the owner and the worker have agreed are fair. If a business owner refuses to pay wages in our society, employees have several ways to seek justice. When James was writing this chapter, however, workers were much more vulnerable to exploitation. Owners could enslave others or cheat workers out of their wages. James 5, 1-6 condemns the wealthy who made their wealth by cheating others. 
Notice, though, that James speaks as if the judgment of these wealthy people has already happened. Verse 1 says they should weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Verse 2 says your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. This description of coming judgment continued in the rest of the verses in the present tense as if it were already happening. But verse 7 reveals to us that the judgment described in verses 1 through 6 hadn't happened yet, but would happen when Jesus returns. Verse 7 says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. The implication is that if these believers were being exploited by others, they should look to God in faith, because he will settle injustice at the coming of Christ. The patience James counsels us to have is compared in the rest of verse 7 to the kind of patience a farmer must have while he waits for his crops to grow. The point is that we must trust God and keep trusting him until he returns like a farmer keeps trusting that the crops will grow and ripen. Are you discouraged because someone has wronged you? The Bible repeatedly tells us not to seek revenge, but to trust the Lord to make things right. Sometimes, He uses repentance and restoration to make things right. And we can see that in verses 19 through 20 of James chapter 5 here. But in many cases, we may have to wait until the judgment day for justice to come. Whether we are rich or poor, owner or worker, we need to remember that at the end of this age, we will stand before Christ in judgment. When we're in Christ by faith, we will escape the eternal judgment of hell by his grace and through his death on the cross for us. But all of us will answer to God for everything we do, everything we think, and everything we say. Because we love God, we want God to be pleased with our lives. The coming judgment of God should motivate us to make godly, righteous choices while in this life, so that we'll be rewarded in the next life. So have you exploited anyone? Do you have any unreconciled relationships? Any sins you should confess to someone you've wronged, like verse 20 describes? You and I will answer to God for everything we've done with our lives. Isn't it best to do the righteous thing in this life now, even if it wounds our pride and is hard to do? Let the coming interview you will have with the Lord guide what you do today, what you say today, and how you treat others today. Let the coming of Christ guide you toward a righteous life for his glory. We'll see you next time.